Hey there, neighbor. Welcome to Good Life News, a weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, living the abundant Christian life, and God's wonderful, wonderful love. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Fenton, an old farm kid, Bible student, preacher of grace, husband of one, father of two, papa for five, and really just another pilgrim headed for home. I'm so glad you've clicked in to join me on this journey today. Let's walk together for a few minutes and see what we can discover on the way to the kingdom. Are you ready? Let's go! Greetings once again, friends. This is episode 20 of the podcast. The title of this week's episode is Seeing Jesus. In today's episode, I'll be sharing some thoughts about seeing Jesus in our world today, wherever we may be. Several times, as I have stepped into the pulpit of a church where I was guest speaker, I have noticed a pointed message taped permanently to the desk in front of me. It said, Sir, we would see Jesus. This timely reminder to any and all who would occupy that pulpit is a direct quote from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verse 21. Here it is in the context of the story in the Bible, as it is rendered in the New Living Translation. Quoting, Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida, in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. End quote. I have spoken many times about our Christian calling as ambassadors for the King of Kings. In all our circles of influence, we must keep this thought evermost and uppermost in our mind. We do not walk this earth for our own purposes, for our own glory, for our fortune or fame or reputation. In every relationship, let us never forget that Jesus is revealed to the world around us through our individual words, actions, and attitudes. And not only that, every person we meet has some basic spiritual need for life-giving connection with Jesus, the life-giver. Our task is to show them to the Master. In this Bible story, Philip and Andrew took the inquiring Greeks to see Jesus. I think it's important to realize that they only took this step in response to the Greeks' expressed desire. There's an important principle of witnessing here. Let's not miss it. People can only receive our witness when they are open to it. Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled, Matthew 5, verse 6. So, how do we know when someone is open and ready, hungering and thirsting for the gospel, so we can respond appropriately to their need? The simple answer is that we probably won't know unless we are in some way connected to their life. They probably won't see Jesus in us, unless we first see Jesus in them. Well, how does that work? In recent times, perhaps the most widely recognized example of selfless, compassionate service to others is in the life and ministry of Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Here is a quotable quote from her, quoting, I see Jesus in every human being. I say to myself, 
This is hungry Jesus. I must feed him. This is sick Jesus. This one has leprosy or gangrene. I must wash him and tend him. I serve because I love Jesus. End quote. In this, Mother Teresa has obviously taken her cue from the parable of Jesus recorded in Matthew 25. It's the parable of the sheep and the goats and the final separation of these two types of people and the record of their responses to the needs of the world around them. At the conclusion of his story, Jesus spoke this principle for his followers, quoting, The righteous ones will ask, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. End quote. Matthew 25, 37 to 40. And conversely, for those who thought they were serving Jesus and serving others, but who were doing so from a self-centered motivation, received this scathing judgment, quoting from Matthew 25, 45, Jesus saying, and the king saying in his story, When you refused to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. End quote. Sharing all this with you just now brings to mind an incident from my time in Taiwan many years ago, back in the early 70s. In May of 1971, my wife and I, together with our 10-month-old son, moved to Taiwan as missionaries. After learning Mandarin Chinese, I served as pastor in the island, first in the southern port city of Kaohsiung, then in the capital city of Taipei in the north. One day, while we were living in Taipei, I needed to make a journey to the south end of Taiwan. Traveling by train took about eight hours, as I recall. Several days before my scheduled departure, I went to the train depot in Taipei and purchased my ticket for the journey. I carefully tucked the small cardstock ticket in my wallet so I wouldn't lose it somewhere before it was time to go. The ticket specified exactly which car and which seat matched my reservation. When the day arrived, I got to the depot early so I could be sure to get boarded without a great rush to get settled before the train pulled out. I was one of the first passengers on board, so I had no trouble finding my seat and settling in. I had a window seat next to the outside wall. The aisle seat remained empty as other passengers crowded in, finding their spot and stowing their belongings. I was a good missionary, of course, and I was looking forward to discovering who my seatmate would be for the trip. The long train ride would provide a wonderful opportunity to witness for Jesus. Well, it wasn't long until a nice-looking middle-aged Chinese lady came and sat beside me. Oh, that's nice, I thought to myself. She looks like an ideal prospect to engage in conversation, but I'll wait until we get underway. My thoughts were suddenly interrupted by one of the train personnel speaking to me. Excuse me, sir, may I see your ticket? 
It seemed another passenger thought he should be sitting in my seat. Oh, I'm sorry, sir, the steward spoke. You're in the wrong car. I looked at my ticket. Sure enough. Right seat number, wrong car. Well, the steward graciously escorted me to the next car forward and then to the seat where I was supposed to ride. The aisle seat was still empty. Hmm, I thought to myself, maybe I won't have a seat made after all, but that's okay. This will be a good time to start memorizing some scripture. I got settled again, reached into my briefcase, and retrieved my small Bible. I opened it to Psalm 1 and focused on the few verses at the beginning, the first few verses, and I silently repeated them in my mind several times until I could remember them without peeking at the text. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord." and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2. And yes, I was memorizing the text from the King James Version. That's the only one we used back then. Some passengers were still getting on and arriving, but it was almost time for the train to start moving. And Then I saw one of the ugliest men I have ever seen in my life. And sure enough, you got it. He was my seatmate. Really, Lord, I thought to myself, why would I want to witness to this guy? The train began rolling forward as I fussed with the Lord, and I stared out the window, watching the green rice paddies slip past, and then I distinctly heard a voice in my head that I recognized at once. What does that first verse of Psalm 1 say, Lord? I looked at the text again and read, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Well, with that, conviction gripped my heart, and yes, that was me, right then in that very moment. A short time later, I needed to use the restroom at the end of the train car, and as I stepped past the ugly man in the aisle seat, I spoke in Chinese. Excuse me, I said. He looked at me with some surprise that I, an obvious American, would speak Mandarin. When I returned to my seat, the man reached into his bag immediately and brought out his picture ID book. Everyone in Taiwan was required to have this booklet in their possession at all times, even foreigners. My seatmate thrust his picture ID booklet at me and said, I used to be beautiful. A doctor did surgery on my face and left me looking like this. I'm so ashamed and discouraged. I don't know what I'm going to do. I used to be beautiful, he repeated his sad statement. He continued for several minutes telling me his story. His smoking had caused a cancer in his mouth. Surgeons had removed the cancer, but left him maimed and disfigured, and he was obviously deeply distressed. Lord, I prayed, what do you want me to do for this person? I reached into my briefcase again and pulled out a small booklet about God's love and care for each person. Uh, the English title at that point was a little booklet called Real Happiness Is. The booklet detailed step by step how to learn more about God 
and enter into a life-giving relationship with him. I handed the man the book with the words, I think I have something that you need. This will help you feel better. He buried himself into the pages like a drowning man clinging to anything that floats. Occasionally, I stole a sideways glance at his face. And strangely, he, he was no longer ugly. A peaceful light radiated from his expression. His eyes shined with hope as he read. Not long afterwards, the train pulled into the station of his destination. He gathered his few belongings, including the book I had given him, and as he tucked it safely into the bag, he looked at me and pointed to the book. This is wonderful, he said. His face shone with a newfound joy. Thank you so much. This is wonderful, he said again. And he was no longer ugly in my eyes. He was beautiful again. Well, I'm no Mother Teresa, but that little experience from many years ago is still precious in my memory. I have no idea the subsequent story of that man's life. Maybe when God's kingdom is established once again on planet Earth, I'll be able to learn the rest of the story. But for now, I'm still blessed, even after all these years, to know that God was willing to use a scorner like me to bring at least a few moments of peace and hope to a floundering soul. So I want to leave you with this question today. Do you want others to see Jesus in you? What kind of Jesus will they see? You see, you and I may be the only model of Jesus which others around us will ever know. Surely, when I rub shoulders and interact with other people day by day, I hope and pray that the Jesus they see is compassionate, loving, and sensitive to the heart cry of their soul. I confess, I don't come by those character traits naturally. It's something I have to pray about every day, and the Lord graciously does allow me occasions to witness for Him even now. And I praise Him for the joy it brings to my heart when I know others have seen Jesus in me. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray you have been blessed. I hope you can join me for next week's episode. I'll be sharing some thoughts about spiritual gifts and working together God's way. Be sure to tune in and invite someone else to listen with you. And if you enjoy these podcasts and blog posts, please do share the links with your friends, your family, or whomever. And my many thanks to you in advance. God bless. So we've come to the end of this episode of the Good Life News Podcast. If you would like to comment or join a conversation about today's content, please visit our website at www.goodlifenews.life. I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations. On the website's blog page, you can also find a complete transcript of the most recent episode, which will always be posted at the top of the page. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and 
other podcast platforms. If you'd like to help out in this ministry, it's incredibly helpful if you'd leave a nice rating or review on your platform of choice. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as we continue our journey exploring more about God's love, His amazing grace, and the incredible good news of the everlasting gospel. Until then, walk in peace, live in hope, and hold your treasures with open hands.